ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय सो वेलकम वंस अगेन वी बिगिन द भगवद गीता विथ चैप्टर नंबर वन विच इज एंटाइटल्ड एज ऑब्जर्विंग द आर्मीज ऑन द बैटल फील्ड ऑफ कुरुक्षेत्र और इन संस्कृत इट इज नोन एज अर्जुन विषाद योग विषाद मीन्स लेमेंटेशन कन्फ्यूजन बिविलमेंट एंड योगा मीन्स टू लिंक विद द सुप्रीम सो दिस चैप्टर लिटरली टॉक्स अबाउट अर्जुनज लेमेंटेशन एंड हाउ इवेंचुअली दैट लेमेंटेशन लीज हिम टू अ यूनियन विद द विल ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड वेन ही टेक्स अ पर्टिकुलर स्टेप विच मार्क्स अ टर्निंग पॉइंट इन हिज लाइफ and that step will be discussed in the second chapter in detail but the first chapter mainly talks about the events which set up a stage for krishna to speak the bhagavad gita it's like a background and it begins with a question by dhritarashtra text 1 dhritarashtra uvacha dharmakshetre kurukshetre समवेतायुत्सव मम कांडवाश्चवत संजय धृतराष्ट्र सेड ओ संजय आफ्टर माई सन्स एंड द सन्स ऑफ पांडु असेंबल इन द प्लेस ऑफ पिलग्रिमेज एट कुरुक्षेत्र डिजायरिंग टू फाइट वॉट डिड दे डू सो हु इज धृतराष्ट्र हु इज संजय and what is it talking about let us just uh, discuss the background leading up to this particular question so to understand the great history leading up to this battle at kurukshetra which dhritarashtra is mentioning we have to read mahabharat but in brief we can discuss there was a king of the name shantanu he was the king of the kurus at hastinapur and by divine arrangement he begot bhishma in the womb of ganga devi the presiding goddess of river ganges but since uh, she is a celestial lady she did not stay with him after the birth of bhishma so later on shantanu marries satyavati but her father had a condition that only satyavati's son should become the uh, next ruler but according to the uh, tradition king's eldest son becomes the ruler which was bhishma so bhishma goes to satyavati's father and he promises to remain a celibate because he promised he will never occupy the throne he will never claim it satyavati's father said but what about your children he said i will never have children only so that was a very very powerful vow to remain a celibate and that's when his name became bhishma otherwise earlier his name was devavrat so bhishma is one of the main characters of mahabharat he was the grandsire the grandfather of the kurus and the most powerful personality so shantanu and satyavati had two sons chitrangada and vichitravirya chitrangada died in a battle with one gandharva and vichitravirya also died later on due to a disease called tuberculosis and later on um 
the two widows ambika and ambalika through vyasadev they begot children uh, who were named dhritarashtra pandu and vidura so dhritarashtra was born blind from the beginning he was the elder one but he was born blind vidura was born from a maid servant so he was disqualified dhritarashtra being blind was disqualified so pandu was supposed to be the ruler so pandu had five children yudhishthir bhim arjun nakul and sahadev pandu ruled the kingdom but at some point he gave it up he entrusted the kingdom in the care of dhritarashtra till pandu had children and who grew up and pandu died prematurely because of a curse so naturally the kingdom should have gone to the pandavas that is the system the kingdom goes to the children of the king but dhritarashtra he had a typical materialistic mentality he became very attached to the throne and he was thinking oh i could not become the king so at least let my son duryodhan become the king let my children occupy the kingdom the throne so he did not give it up on the contrary he and duryodhana they conspired together to eliminate the pandavas on many occasions there were attempts to poison them to kill them to attack them with deadly weapons to have them cursed to burn them alive but throughout because of krishna's blessings krishna's intervention even though he was living far away pandavas being the pure devotees of the lord were always protected so in the shrimad bhagavatam and mahabharat also we know when bhishma after the battle is lying on the bed of arrows so he sees the pandavas now the kauravas are dead and the pandavas have regained the kingdom i'm just doing fast forward because an important principle has to be discussed so krishna takes the pandavas duly dressed up as princes and that's what bhishma wanted to see even though he was fighting on behalf of duryodhana but he always loved pandavas more than anybody else and he always wanted them to rule the kingdom he wanted them to see wanted them to be the kings of hastinapur rule the world and now his desire was getting fulfilled and as soon as he sees the pandavas standing next to him as he was lying down on the bed of arrows he has tears of affection in his eyes and he tells the pandavas oh what terrible injustices you pandavas had to go through because bhishma was a witness to all the conspiracies against the pandavas but he was helpless he couldn't do much because duryodhana wouldn't listen dhritarashtra wouldn't listen so now he was happy and he recollected all those calamities that came into pandavas lives but then he himself answered although so many calamities came into your life but you were always protected because of these three principles he mentions three principles which protected the pandavas against all the dangers and if we also in our life want to be protected because this is the nature of the world no matter who we are we will have to go through trials and tribulations 
sometimes because of our karma sometimes because of the nature of the world because there are two types of people in this world the good and bad and they are always going to exist and the bad will always try to trouble the good but if we stick to these three principles then we shall always be protected we shall also be protected like the pandavas were protected no matter how big the calamities are no matter how big our enemies are and these three principles bhishma mentioned which protected the pandavas number 1 he said because of your faith in krishna no matter what happened in the life of the pandavas how much they had to go through if anyone had to complain anyone had to lose faith in god it was the pandavas they were krishna's first cousins and his pure devotees they were sinless they were innocent still they had to go through so much they could have easily lost faith in our life we see one thing goes wrong and our spiritual life goes for a toss everything else goes on very nicely we go for parties we go for travels we eat nicely our entertainment goes on but the first thing that we give up is our connection with god our faith in god something that can save us is the first thing that first thing that we give up so we should learn from the pandavas first principle no matter what happened they never lost faith in krishna second their respect towards the saints the saintly people and number 3 adherence to dharma no matter what happened they never took to the path of adharma or irreligion they always did follow and they always followed the path of righteousness so these three principles we also must try and incorporate in our life and we shall also be protected we shall always be protected from all types of dangers so dhritarashtra and uh, duryodhana when they saw all attempts to eliminate the pandavas failed so they decided to hold a gambling match in which the pandavas were cheated of their kingdom they were exiled to the forest for 13 years including one year incognito and when the pandavas came back and uh, asked for their rightful share of the kingdom duryodhan refused to give in fact he said he wouldn't give enough land to drive a pin through krishna went as a messenger all the uh, peace making efforts when they failed now the war was the only way out that was the only option left because being kshatriyas pandavas were duty bound to rule they just asked for five villages at least even that duryodhana refused to give now the war was inevitable and uh, therefore the two armies pandavas gathered their armies duryodhana gathered his allies and the battlefield kurukshetra was chosen so dhritarashtra being blind he could not go to the battlefield he had a secretary sanjay who was blessed with a divine vision by vyasadev and uh, where he could just see see what was happening on the battlefield while being seated in his palace and report everything to dhritarashtra so in this situation when kauravas and pandavas are standing in front of each other and uh, ready to kill or be killed dhritarashtra out of great anxiety is asking this question oh sanjay after being assembled in the place of pilgrimage at kurukshetra what did my sons and the sons of pandu do so his fear comes out 
and naturally when we are haunted by fear the first thing that comes out is the cause of that fear so the first word that comes out of dhritarashtra's mouth uh, is dharma kshetre dharma kshetre the battle was taking place at kurukshetra which has been described in the puranas as a holy place of pilgrimage a dharma kshetra and therefore dhritarashtra was very doubtful this word is significant because a holy place has the potency to increase the power of the holy people and decrease the power of the unholy people and dhritarashtra knew very well that the pandavas were holy and therefore their power would increase and his own children duryodhana and others were unholy so their power would decrease pandavas were already very powerful so their power would increase further so he was very anxious about it secondly the holy place also has the potency to purify the contaminated consciousness so dhritarashtra was worried that's why he's asking what happened after that because he was thinking under the influence of the holy place my son's consciousness might might change and he might just uh come back to senses regain his senses and he might just uh, return the kingdom back to the pandavas understanding that it rightfully belonged to them and dhritarashtra never ever wanted this compromise because he was also as attached to the throne as duryodhana although he never openly said it thirdly the holy place um is also uh is compared to a field it is the word used is kshetra kshetra also refers to field and suppose it is a rice field so what is expected to grow rice but we see that those who know about this science along with the main crop the weeds also grow so what is done to the weeds they are uprooted and thrown away so what kind of field is this what kind of kshetra is this dharma kshetra so naturally it is ex- expected dharma would be allowed to grow and the weeds of adharma would be uprooted and everyone knew very well including dhritarashtra who followed dharma and who was adharmic kauravas were adharmic duryodhana and others and pandavas were dharmic so that was another sign which indicated that pandavas would come out victorious that's how dhritarashtra felt so he was anxious and most importantly the dharma shastras say in a battle between dharma and adharma dharma eventually wins dharma eva hato hanti dharmo rakshati rakshitah that one who follows dharma is protected by that dharma and one who destroys dharma is destroyed by the same dharma so duryodhana was following adharma and the battle was taking place in a dharma kshetra in a dharmic place and the father of dharma krishna was on the side of the pandavas that was another cause of worry so that's how in great anxiety dhritarashtra is asking this question these are the external reasons but what is the internal reason why is he so fearful he was ruling over this world he had the support of wealth he had more powerful warriors on his side and uh, the number of warriors were greater still he is anxious still he is not happy he is not satisfied the reason is because he is sinful 
so sin uh, is always accompanied by fear and anxiety whatever anxiety uh, distress that we experience in life is due to the result of our past sins committed knowingly unknowingly committed through words or actions by god's grace in kali yuga we do not get any reaction for wrong thoughts but when they turn into words and actions that's when we get a reaction till dwapar yuga people would get reactions even for wrong thoughts but in kali yuga uh, we are blessed that the lord does not give us reaction for wrong thoughts otherwise every moment we shall be getting punished so we should stop our uh, thought process at the level of thoughts only and not let them turn into words and actions they should not come out as words and actions till then we are safe so dhritarashtra we can easily say is one of the main villains of mahabharat because as a king he had the power to stop this war he had good counsel in the form of bhishma vidur sanjay sometimes dronacharya also but he was so attached to duryodhan he never listened now any father um, it is but natural that he would be attached to his son but that's all right attachment is fine but dhritarashtra was sitting on the throne he was the ruler he was the king and as a king as a leader as a ruler he was responsible to a larger family if he was not the king and he was showing attachment to his son it wouldn't have mattered so much because depending on what position we are in that much damage we can cause to society to the number of followers we have since he had a responsible position and a king is supposed to be the representative of god and a king is not supposed to be jealous or envious or partial therefore he was one of the main villains he was one of the main culprits of this uh, behind this war 64 crore men died in this world war if he wanted he could have ordered duryodhana stopped it but he never listened to good counsel that was his problem he was not just physically blind he was also bereft of spiritual vision krishna also tried to persuade him counsel him he said you know i know krishna is the supreme lord i know i am wrong i know this i know that but i cannot do it so whenever krishna is pleased with me i will be able to do it he just used this as an excuse like a typical materialist if you call them come to a temple come to a discourse uh um let's chant the lord's holy names let's practice spiritual life they said no we should not do it unless it comes from within only when the lord desires i will be able to do these things no we are all blessed with a free will and that's why whatever choices we make we are held responsible for those choices so we always have that have that free will to turn to god or to turn away from him we can't say whenever he is pleased with me the very reason that somebody is asking us that let's go for these things let's do these things is a is a proof that the lord wants us to do these things <clears throat> now what do we want we want the lord to personally come and stand in front of us to invite us no <clears throat> we are not that qualified so when we get these invitations from somebody 
we should know the lord is calling us it's the lord sending the invitation through someone and we should just accept wholeheartedly so dhritarashtra is one of the sorry figures of mahabharat and uh, as the name suggests now dhritarashtra literally means one who steals others property or kingdom but how was he the stealer because the names were always given according to or this is the system the names should always be given to children according to the family lineage they belong to or their character their qualities or uh, uh, there are three things family lineage their qualities and their karma their actions so it goes to show that his real name was not dhritarashtra because no parent would give his child the name a thief a stealer of others property but his actions were so bad that when vyasadev wrote mahabharat eternally he has given him the name dhritarashtra so our actions are very very important our fame in this world whether it will last uh, forever depends on what kind of actions we perform what kind of legacy we leave behind similarly his son duryodhan his name was suryodhan but because he always fought against the rules of the battle always cheated so he was given the name duryodhan one who always acts against the rules of the battle and this was seen even during the 18 day mahabharat war also so dhritarashtra is uh, extremely anxious and uh, he asks his secretary sanjay to explain what's happening on the battlefield and therefore sanjay in the second verse sanjay uvacha drishtva tu pandavani kam vyudham duryodhanastada acharyam upasangamya raja vachanam abravit Sanjay said O king after looking over the army arranged in military formation by the sons of Pandu King Duryodhana went to his teacher and spoke the following words Sanjay is a noble soul although he always tried to counsel Dhritarashtra he never listened but he was still being very gentle he is a saintly person and saintly people are gentle to all types of people so he is very compassionate towards this blind king who is uh, extremely appearing to be anxious so he tries to encourage him in two ways as mentioned in this verse one is he is addressing duryodhana as raja don't worry king duryodhan went to his teacher and spoke the following words don't worry everything is fine so that gave dhritarashtra some joy when he heard oh my son is still the king raja he is still the king and second deeper principle sanjay is trying to encourage dhritarashtra by saying don't worry he immediately went to his teacher he immediately went to dronacharya so indicating that however big the problem might be as soon as we take shelter of our guru it marks the beginning of the end of that problem therefore taking shelter of a guru having a bona fide guru uh, in our life is very very important so this way sanjay encourages and he starts explaining what's happening on the battlefield so we stop here and we shall see you tomorrow from text number 3